0: Hello there, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Catholic Chicago, which we like to call Catholic Schools Today, where we throw a spotlight on the great things that are happening at the Catholic schools in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Vince Girosoli, and I'm the director of multimedia content here at the Archdiocese of Chicago. But we want to talk about a great honor that uh, has been bestowed upon De La Salle Institute, because they've got a very special basketball team that ranks number one in the state now uh, after recent competition. And we want to talk right now to the athletic director at De La Salle Institute. His name is Tom White. He's joining us now. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Oh, well, Thanks, Vince. Great to be here. I appreciate you. Well, it's great
0: to be talking about this particular situation because you are celebrating not just all win, but a pretty big win. And it's with your unified basketball team. Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Well, I've had the privilege of coaching our unified sports basketball team, and that's a unique partnership between De La Salle and the Southside Occupational Academy. Um, so we have a group of young people. It's tremendously talented this team, and it's a very generous team. Um, they're a team that forms bonds of friendship, and really, they're indicative of our core La values, community values. So you have our your side,
0: you, you have your everyday. De La Salle students, and then some other students come into the building as well. Who are these other students?
1: Well, um, they're from Southside Occupational Academy, and they're kids with special needs. And they participate in an occupational program at De La Salle. This is their second year where they have jobs around the school. At the end of last year, uh, their um, administration came to our administration, Mr. Sherrigan, and said that there was any way... That we could participate in the ihsa um, special olympics and so we went through what the criteria was and how we could do it and did all the paperwork and we made it happen so
0: they call these unified teams and part of the reason is is that's because they they combine these special needs students with the students who are at your school full-time and then they compete together in sports activities correct exactly
1: Young people with disabilities don't often get a chance to play on school sports teams. And that unified sports approach that Special Olympics pioneered allows them to get involved in sportsmanship, team bonding, and competition. And so that was perfect for us. So our high school kids and their uh, hub kids were able to compete in basketball games throughout this past winter, where we had three of the Special Olympics kids on the team with two of our United kids always on the floor. We had a team of... 14 kids with eight of the Special Olympics and uh, seven of our kids at school. Our kids were kids that volunteered for this program. They don't really participate in basketball ne- uh, necessarily here, but they are all athletes.
0: And then you came out on top when you went to the state competitions, right? Woo! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been a basketball coach for, thir- this is my 38th year, really. So I was a basketball coach at Archbishop Weber on the north side. I'm a Catholic school product. I went to St. Trivia, St. Rita, Lewis University, worked at Archbishop Weber, and then came to De La Salle. This is my 29th year. So with that, I've been coaching at the high school level really for a total of 38 years and then two as a grad assistant at Lewis University. Wow, my hat's Um, off to you for all of that. So you brought the team down. Where was the state competition held? It was at Champaign-Urbana. And we went down there when all the teams, 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A basketball boys were playing, and we played in the United uh, Special Olympics section of that. And you came so, out on top. How did the students feel when they won? Awesome. Awesome. Um, we all like to be in the circle. We all like to be part of something. And the friendships and the bonds that happened between our students at school and our of uh, the Southside Occupational Hub students was, was just unbelievable. Um, I, I think the Region D championship at Wintrust Arena is when we had to win three back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And our United kids and our and our Special Olympic kids got down and dug deep, and we won the first game, and they were all high-fiving and um, having a ball. We got the opportunity to play the second game, I think it was against St. Pat's, and it was a close game, and we beat them. And then we had a play for the championship to get down state. And at that point, Vince, looking at the kids, there were no two teams, uh, two different schools. There was one team on the floor for one common goal. And uh, they went out there and battled, and we laughed and played, and we won. And it put us going downstate, playing against the last year's state champ, um, Limestone. What sorts, so student, what sorts of bonds do the
0: What sorts of bonds do these sorry. student athletes form?
1: You know, that's a, that's a deep question. I got involved with this because my nephew Mikey was a special Olympian. He passed a few years ago, but he was involved in every sport. He had more medals than anybody. And so he was doing that. So after I stopped doing boys basketball here and they came to this, I felt this would be a rewarding thing to see these kids get, they didn't know each other before this year. So um, meeting, and practicing and them getting to know each other and watching them exchange their cell phone numbers and hearing them talk about the common things of the day, um, that group would eat in our cafeteria during our fifth period lunch. And at first when they went in their events, they were all sitting by themselves at tables there for you know two different sections. After they'd been here a while, they were mingled with our kids and they were part of our school environment. Creating and, um, a
0: real sense of community there. You know, we're celebrating this basketball win, but there are other athletic activities that the unified teams take part in, correct?
1: Yes. Um, we participated in August, the beginning of the year. We participated in bowling, and that was co-ed bowling, and we practiced three days a week. And we did pretty well there. Our number one team finished with, um, with the Region D gold. And our second team finished with a silver in their division. So we had some success. We got to know the kids. And a lot of those basketball kids that played in the winter sport were also on that bowling team. So, they're, so they just developed from the bowling. Their friendship carried right into the basketball. And their relationship grew through the basketball. You have season.
0: bowling and basketball, but you also have track. Is that
1: track. That's also? We just got back from state last week. We, had, um, we won our division. We won, again, Region D Championship track meet. And we qualified for state. So we went down there and participated in eight different events at the Division II level. And we finished fourth place and we got some more medals and another plaque. And we had a ball out there. It was awesome.
0: Well, Tom, all I could say is keep up the good work because this really is a way of creating a sense of community, uh, building bonds, not just within the De La Salle Institute, but. uh, Uh, with your sister school that's uh, sending the students over and and creating just wonderful moments, inspiring moments uh, for all of the students who are on these teams. So my hat's off to you. Congratulations. Congratulate the teams for me. And uh, we look forward to talking to you uh, again when you win uh, another state championship.
1: Hey,
0: let's repeat. Why not? Repeat and three-peat. Why not? Let's go. (laughs) Thank you very much for your time today. That's Tom White. He's the Athletic Director at the LaSalle Institute. You are listening and watching right now to Catholic Schools Today here on Catholic Chicago. And we've got more information coming your way about Catholic education and celebrations throughout the Archdiocese of Chicago. So stay with us. We'll be right back.
2: Young adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this and our mentorship programs provide a free opportunity for young adults to spend time with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youth aged 9-12 through who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports every relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that can help young adults build confidence and enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. To learn more, visit CatholicCharities.net or call 312-655-7970 in Cook County and 847- 782-4224 in Lake County. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. This is year 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. (laughs) Right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed, what, what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. (laughs) I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations.
0: <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders, teach. Apply today at artchicago.org schooljobs.
3: Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program has assisted
0: thousands of single parents who are working to become more self-sufficient through education and employment opportunities. Our experienced case managers accompany participants for up to five years on their journey to identify, address, and break down barriers to improving their quality of life and achieving meaningful goals for themselves and for their families. Professional, compassionate assistance is offered in a safe and trusting environment as participants develop the skills needed to become financially stable and able to support themselves. Every achievement starts with the decision to try. To learn more about Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program, call 847 847- Seven eight two four two three three, or visit catholiccharities.net Welcome back, everybody, to Catholic Schools Today. We want to thank you very much for joining us. Uh, We had recently uh, reason to celebrate here in the Archdiocese of Chicago because uh, we were Celebrating Catholic Schools, we had a lovely event where people came together, some of some people who support our schools, and we were able to give them a special thank you, uh, people who support our schools with their time, but also uh, contribute as well to financing some of the major initiatives here in the Archdiocese of Chicago in our Catholic schools. We had a nice little welcome video that we put together where we had the opportunity to speak to people who are at the early stages of their career or mid-career and who were able to reflect upon what that base of a catholic education meant to them uh, not only in their daily lives but also in their professional lives as well and we wanted to share that with you right now
4: when i was a kid i i knew that going to catholic school was special I don't think it was until I was an adult that I really had a sense of what a values-based education meant.
3: I could see the difference in the Catholic school, not just education, but also the work ethic that's instilled in Catholic school students as I went out into college and law school. and I was a little bit better prepared because of my Catholic school education. We really, really focused
5: on like accepting everyone and loving everyone and making sure that You helped people when they needed it. It was a really, really good experience.
4: We are at St. Athanasius School in Evanston. This is where I went to first uh, through eighth grade. My picture is up in the hallway, class of 1993. I'm looking very grim in in a tie with my, and I still have the same haircut, actually.
3: I'm Sonia Antelek. I started Catholic school when I was six years old in kindergarten at St. Stephen. Wearing a plaid skirt that was much too long for me. First grade was when I had to start wearing a uniform
5: and my choices were either a skirt or a jumper. Um, I was more of a jumper gal. Uh,
4: my name is Mike Lowe. I am a general assignment reporter and fill-in anchor at WGM-TV in Chicago. I grew up here in Evanston, went to St. A's for grade school, then went to Loyola Academy. Looking back, the difference to me was that the teachers here gave such caring educations. They were more than just teachers. They would stay behind. They were at the events on the weekends. They would come out to the football games and the basketball games, and I just felt like All the teachers cared so much, and I think that really, if you had to boil it down to one thing, is what separates Catholic education. I think it gave me a sense of right and wrong, and a sense of values, and really a sense that what I'm out to do is to serve other people.
3: I went to St. Barbara, where I graduated eighth grade from. Then I went on to St. Ignatius College Prep for High School. DePaul University for my undergrad, and Loyola for law school. A lot of Catholic school education. I started right out of law school at the Cook County State's Attorney's Office. I wanted to seek justice for everyone. I went from there to the state of Illinois and was a chief administrative law judge, and then I started working for startups that are mission-driven. I knew I wanted to be an attorney who helped people, who had a mission, who worked for a mission, and worked for others.
5: Paulina Thomas. I actually spent over two-thirds of my life in Catholic school. I started at Pope John the 23rd in preschool when I was three. Honestly I absolutely love Pope John. I really don't think that I would be the same person had I not gone to Pope John the 23rd. Going to Catholic school let me know that being kind is always free and it's easy. My job title is solution engineer which probably means nothing to most people. I went to Vanderbilt University in Nashville and I majored in engineering science and engineering management. In my current job today people say that I'm like a good mentor figure and that I'm accepting and stuff and I really think that um, Catholic school helped me get there.
4: People would always say you're still friends with your the people you knew from grade school and high school, and I say, yeah, they're like my best friends.
5: Like, even when we were five years old, we really had that strong sense of community.
4: My time in Catholic schools prepared me better for the challenges that I would face at the university level in the professional level and beyond. The idea of being open to growth, the idea of having a spiritual identity, the idea of making sure that every decision you make is made with integrity.
5: Loving one another is, is a is a really good place to start and it's usually a good place to end.
0: That video put a smile on my face and um I would be remiss if I didn't thank all the staff here at the multimedia content department who worked pretty hard in putting it together. And it got a nice message across. And we're going to talk about that message even more now with our next guests. Uh, Kelly Foyle is the principal at St. Athanasius Elementary School and Middle School in Evanston, Illinois. Kelly, thank you for joining us. And Sonia Antelek, you had a chance to meet her in the uh, video that we just saw. She is a product of Catholic education. And, And Sonia, I think that's an understatement. You went to a lot of Catholic schools.
3: I did. Thank you again for having me. I went to more than 20 years of of Catholic schools, just about. And then I sent my son to, uh, again, almost 15 years of Catholic school as well. You know,
0: yes, it is. So it's probably safe to say that it was your parents who made those initial decisions about sending you to elementary and middle and maybe even high school. But then you had a say in deciding that you wanted to go to a Catholic university and Catholic law school. Why did that mean so much to you?
3: In high school, I realized that friends in public school and in my community that weren't at the same schools that I was, or in Catholic schools, weren't getting that sense of being a, a woman for others and service to others, and and what the rest of the world looked like. And I wanted to continue down that path of understanding what the rest of the world looked like, how the rest of the world works, who else is out there in the world. And also that that sense of service, it really it felt like a calling. My parents didn't just choose it for me at young. And then I chose to keep going, you know, through higher education. But I also chose to then teach in Catholic schools. I coached the high school that I graduated from. I've been teaching at DePaul University for more than 10 years. I've been teaching at Loyola's Law School for more than 10 years. So. I felt such a calling in those younger formative years while I was in Catholic school, and I wanted to also give that back to others and see if I could help other young students on their path as well.
0: You know, Kelly, I imagine as a principal, when you hear um, an accomplished adult as well uh, talk about the meaning of a Catholic education, that that must do something for you as someone who's down there in the trenches and working daily with students.
6: It definitely does. Um, I myself am a product of many years of Catholic education as well. And, you know, you don't always know where the kids end up after they leave us, you know, some go to Loyola, some go to Ignatius, some go to the local public schools, but um, it's so nice to hear from time to time about some of the achievements that they've done and how they're helping others in the world.
0: Uh, we, we had a chance to meet Mike Lowe, who works at WGN Television, but he's a product of Catholic education here in the city of Chicago, and he went to uh, St. A's, as, you, as everybody calls it, because I guess it's hard saying Athanasius for some people, but, uh, and he went to St. A's as well. Oh, when you talk to new families, um, what is it they say to you about why they're seeking a Catholic education, and what do you do to sort of help set their minds at ease uh, if they want to make that choice?
6: I think, you know, they're looking for the values-based education. They're looking for a sense of community. And I think that's something that in the Archdiocese of Chicago and at St. A's, I think we do very well. Um, We want to make sure everyone's included and welcomed and able to celebrate all of their gifts and talents and help them along this part of their journey.
0: And speaking of celebrate St. A's, the greater St. A's community is getting ready for a big celebration coming
6: up now? Yes, we are getting ready to celebrate our 100th year. So we opened in 1923. And so this year in 2023, we'll be having a big um, summer festival in June, celebrating our 100th year. Mike's coming back and being our MC.
0: Oh, that's great. And there's going to be, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, even though it's summer, a lot of the students are going to be there uh, enjoying in the festivities as well, right?
6: Yep. So lots of alumni. Um, We actually just sent off um, at a luncheon our class of 2019. So they came back and celebrated together and walked the halls and saw the teachers. And it was just a great energy. And it was exciting to have them back and seeing all the great colleges and universities they're going to be attending. So we're very excited for that.
0: Yeah. And our cameras are going to be there too. We're going to spread the word about your celebration. So we are looking forward to it as well. Sonia, I want to come back to you and something that you said um, you said I wanted to be an attorney who helped people, and I wanted to be an attorney who worked for others. Um, I'm assuming that you draw the loop right on back to your education for uh, that point of view in your professional life.
3: I do. I, I most certainly do. And honestly, it was an experience that while I was in high school, I was able to volunteer at, at juvenile court in Cook County, and so I understood at a young age that there are attorneys out there who are working for people who need it the most on a daily basis and had I not seen that I'm not sure that I would have had that concept of being a public servant in the legal profession but I'm I'm really fortunate that I did
0: you know sometimes yes you can you can dedicate your life to public service in the legal profession as you just said but there are times when you you, you might question that as well You know, there are times that say, like, what's my motivation today? How do you find that motivation on a daily basis, and how does it come back to your faith and to your Catholic uh, schooling?
3: I haven't had that struggle yet i think i've been really fortunate enough also it's you know about my son to keep going for my son keep showing him what he can do and what we're capable of um, what his catholic school education has set him up for the people that i work with everywhere i've had the opportunity to work i've been really fortunate to work with other people who are also dedicated and driven by that service and helping others um i haven't had a moment where i've questioned like am i in the wrong business or am i helping the wrong people. Um I've been I've been really blessed in that regard.
0: Do you find that the that the people you're working with have a similar background to yours then? Have they also gone through Catholic education?
3: I don't know. I, I couldn't really tell you. In the legal profession there's definitely in the Chicagoland area, there's definitely a lot of Ignatius Loyola um, DePaul graduates and so from from that aspect yes but what i do on a daily basis with my current role i couldn't really tell you if anyone um, has had that catholic school education it's just not something that i'm regularly asking on the daily but sometimes you know someone is like oh let's let's pray on this one. And that's how, you know, someone has um, had some type of Catholic formation in in their life, but it's not something I'm able to really assess unless it's someone putting it out there for for me to understand, or if I'm at like the Ignatius Law Society and the Loyola Law Society.
0: (laughs) Has your son son talked to you about what his education has meant to him?
3: He just graduated college and he did recognize he said there were some days where he worked harder in high school and having that preparation of going to a college prep school made it a little bit easier for him in in college. He also said he understood that the quality of learning and quality of his, uh, his education in high school and grammar school really set him up for tasks and lessons and homework and assignments to be a little bit easier where he grasped things a little bit more quickly because he had such a rigorous and, and um, granular and very specific um, education where he just had an easier time in college.
0: And Kelly, I, I assume you hear stories like that all the time. That that you know you're, you're in an elementary school. You're start you're starting with kids and teaching them blue is blue and yellow is yellow. Um, but that really is part of the building block that that leads students on to uh, other greater education uh, moments in education.
6: Definitely. I mean, it's you just need to spend some time with the junior kindergarten and kindergarten students to see the sense of wonder and the innate curiosity. And it's just such a beautiful and fun thing. They're always asking questions. And then as they get up into the older grades, they just get more and more thoughtful. Um, and it's just it's very exciting. And to think about all of the possibilities ahead of them, some which are jobs that we don't even know exist yet. Um, so just preparing them to be the best versions of themselves and to be able to make a difference.
0: Well, I have to say to both of you, first of all, Sonia, thank you for all the work that you do. Uh, Not only were you available to us, but you you really have been, when we take a look at your career, you have been dedicated in service to others. And... um, that helps everyone, so thank you very much uh, for for all you do in your work and for also uh, uh, being the support you've been to the schools you've attended uh, and also uh, being available to us. We truly appreciate it. And Kelly, we know that uh, the school year has winded down to the last few days, but that doesn't mean school is over at St. A's uh, because uh, over the summer you make preps for the next year and you've got your big 100-year celebration, and wish we wish you all the best with that so uh with that i say thank you to kelly foyle Uh, principal at St. A's in Evanston, St. Athanasius. See, I learned how to say it. And uh, (laughs) Sonia Antalak as well. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, if you heard their stories and you were motivated by them, you can learn more about Catholic schools in the Archdiocese of Chicago by visiting our website, artschicago.org. Again, my name is Vince Gerasoli. I'm the director of multimedia content here at the Archdiocese of Chicago. We want to thank you very much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.